Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Code. Well, it's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What's good, everybody? Listen. Ooh, yeah. How about oh. Also, how about them boys? Also joining us, it is uh, our Edge Lord producer, Edge Lord Big News Brian. News. Hey, 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 hey! We're back, baby, and so is One Piece. Uh, among other things, very excited to get into today's show. Uh, but before we do, let's uh, let's get some plugs out of the way. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Check out my other podcast, The Shweekly, um, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's good. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram and at New Jump City Josh on X. <sighs> yeah. Brian? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. If you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Yeah. You can also follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email the show itself at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. And we will address your emails on our pre-show chat show that we do every week um, on Wednesdays. It usually comes out. So, yeah, do do that up. Or if you want to uh, just uh, get a message straight to us, you can comment underneath any of the videos that you're watching on YouTube. We still don't have video capability, but we are still uploading the pod on YouTube as it stands. Uh, so please like, share, subscribe, help us keep us alive on the algorithm because uh, we don't have a visual element. So it, uh, it makes it a little tougher to get traction, but still we're, we're trucking on on that. Uh, you could also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are pretty much an audio-only podcast for the time being. So, yeah, hit us up on any of those platforms. Uh, we, we, any, any, any way you can support the show uh, means a lot to us. So do all of that. And uh, that's it. Without further ado, let's get into the show proper. One Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1092, Kuma, the Tyrant's Holy Land Rampage. Well, whoo. So One Piece has been on a hiatus for the last week. So last we left off with that, uh, Kizaru has made his way. H word. Whoa. Whoa. Well, I guess, well, you know, it is technically a hiatus, but break. a break is a better term. It feels like a hiatus. <laughs> every week hiatus, feels like a month. Yeah. Every hiatus feels like every every break feels like a hiatus when it's One Piece. Um <laughs> but anyway, last we left off of One Piece, uh Kizaru has made landfall onto Egghead and is currently confronting Luffy, uh fighting uh fighting it out for 
uh, as legit equals for the first time uh, since, you know, Sabodi Archipelago. So that's exciting. Um, we open this chapter with a flashback to the previous day from the current events where we see uh, Kuma arrive at the top of uh, the red line where Marie Joie is. And uh, mm -hmm. he is currently being restrained by uh, the soldiers of the Celestial Dragons. Um, he's, a he's arrived. He's right outside the palace, basically. And um, as they're trying to, like, hold him down and keep him still, uh, Kuma unleashes an Ursa Shock, uh, just blasting all the soldiers away and freeing himself from their chains. Um, he is approached by none other than fucking Akainu. Um, oh shit! And yeah, he comes up and he's like, "What do you think you're doing? First the revolutionaries, and now the other day, and now this. You must answer for this historic destruction, Kuma." Um, one of the soldiers is like surprised to see uh, uh, Akainu there, but he gets stomped on by one of the celestial dragons, of course, because he's an asshole, and he's just like complaining. Yeah to Akainu about their I don't even know this, I feel like this doesn't even qualify as first world plot problems at this point this is beyond he's just like I'll have you know I ordered the lobster and they had the gall to tell me that they were out and I'm like god damn even when you're getting attacked by Kuma this is the thing but really they're, yeah they're complaining because their food supply has been basically destroyed thanks to Sabo um, but yeah, so they're they're calling for Kuma's uh, execution. And uh, Akainu tells Kuma straight up, he's like, look, man, if we can't control you, then we can't have you just on the loose. So get your shit together or I'm going to have to kill you right now. And um, Kuma doesn't seem to be uh, very agreeable to that. Um, he basically says, so if you're no, I, I heard that, uh, Akainu tells him that I've heard that you're basically a dead man. So where do you think you're going? And he unleashes a hellhound, uh, chopping off a good portion of Kuma's head as Akainu is, you know, he's got a reputation for doing of taking pieces of uh, people's heads right off. Yeah, um, he goes for the head every time. Yeah. Uh, but Kuma narrowly dodges it and uh, tries to make his escape. Uh, his foot gets caught up in some magma and uh, he immediately uses his powers to disappear um, like he does to so many other people. So he basically teleports. Mm -hmm. um, and a kind of... Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. What were you saying? No, I said I forgot he could do that. Yeah, he, he, just, he just went... And he's gone. Um, Akainu starts to think of him, think to himself what uh, Bonnie once told him about how uh, Kuma's mind won't return to him and that he's going to be a weapon of war and Bonnie yelling back that he would never choose such a thing and he would never leave her behind. And Akainu was like, hmm, where would you go? A mere puppet with no mind or will left. So, uh, very interesting. <laughs> um, and I, th I think this is like to imply that this, they sent all those Navy ships to Egghead specifically because they probably figured that's where Kuma was going. Um, but in the meantime, we then cut over to Egghead in current time, 
the battle uh, against the Marines versus Sentomaru's mechanical forces is going on. Uh, Kizaru is fighting uh, Snake Man Luffy right now. Um, and Kizaru is like, hmm, I could see why you're the man who defeated Kaido. Very powerful stuff. But he's like, why would you, what, what would bring, what brings a pirate like you to step in and protect a man like Vegapunk? And, um, Luffy's like, that's what I'm asking. Why do you want to kill the Apple Man, as he's called, as he calls him? Um, Kizaru, like, teleports away, basically, like, way far from, like, the island. And he says that he doesn't want to kill him, um, you know, but he's known Vegapunk for a long time. But he doesn't, he obviously doesn't want to kill him. Um, so he says, I appreciate you staying out of this. And he uses his powers to accelerate at the speed of light and knock Luffy directly through the Vega Force One, um, basically blasting it in half uh, as it's carrying the Sunny. Uh, Frankie, Bonnie, and uh, I believe Lilith all fall out of the Vega force one and are just running away from, uh, the destruction basically. Cause, uh, Vega force one explodes. Uh, it's not looking good. Uh, Kizaru arrives and is like, Hmm, look how big you are. Bonnie kids grow so fast. Didn't you want to kill Vegapunk for what he did? And, uh, Bonnie is like, Nope, I changed my mind. And my wrath has a new target, so she tries to attack Kizaru, but he uses his light, his light powers to dodge and kick Bonnie in the back of her head, basically, uh, sending her flying into the Labo face uh, laser shield thing and causing her to explode. Uh, and Frankie's like, no, Bonnie! And he loads up his radical beam, um, but... Uh, Vegapunk, uh, not Vegapunk, Kizaru's already disappeared. Um, and Frankie immediately puts together where he's going, so he tries to communicate with the control tower uh, just as they crack the code for the Labo phase uh, shields and stuff. So everything's looking good. Um, and York is like, no, you stupid geniuses. Um, so they can lower the barrier right now, uh, but they couldn't hear Frankie at the time calling uh, for, uh, or explaining that Kizaru is basically on, on their trail. And, um, as Vegapunk is looking back to communicate with Frankie, uh, Kizaru is already in, in the lab, in the lab with, uh, everybody, Vegapunk, Usopp, Brooke, they're all there. And he's like, Hmm, your escape plan is a failure, Vegapunk. I've blown your so-called giant robot of dreams to smithereens. Um, so he basically and everyone's this, like, no, shit, <laughs> no. And uh, Kizaru's like, this is very difficult for me too. I'd rather not draw it out. Um, but then all you hear is like s- someone going, ah, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we get a two page spread where we see Luffy in gear five form grabbing Kizaru with his giant fist and just basically lifting him off his feet with one hand. Um, And uh, Kizaru's like, oh, so this is the thing you do. So Luffy's got a hold of Vegapunk, and the chapter ends with the giant robot, uh, that ancient giant robot, uh, his eyes uh, lighting up, 
It seems he's activated. Uh, so that's mm. exciting. Uh, and no, no week off next week. So we are getting one piece again next week. Uh, Fucking right. Yeah. So uh, that was one piece. Uh, Josh, what did you think about one piece chapter? 1092. Yo, he kicked Luffy so fucking hard. That shit had me tight. <laughs> but I didn't really have I didn't really have to. I feel like I didn't have time to be upset about that. Because the shit just kept happening. Like Zara really pulled up on the whole crew and was like, You remember me? <laughs> the nigga that ended your dreams before. You remember me? The source of all your trauma? Hmm. Yep. Well, Kuma more specifically, but yeah. He pulled up and that's when they knew shit was over over however um i it was just nice it was nice to see kazaro fight again it reminded me of when he was fighting against Rayleigh and how Rayleigh was blocking those hits yeah luffy was on such a different level than that he is now but it's still going to be a challenge for him so i wonder how gear five is going to work it's such a weird power-up, you know? Because it turns every fight into what's, I guess, supposed to be... I don't know. Like, how do you lose it? How how does someone like Luffy lose with a power like that, right? Yeah. That's not... And I'm not ready to find out. <laughs> um, Brian, you have any thoughts? Um, there are a lot of people who... It's not an admiral. Huh? That's not an admiral. Kizaru? Yeah. He's not an admiral. No, he is Kizaru. Yeah, but he's also an admiral. Yeah, but so what, right? I mean, do you announce that you're a human? What's more important and more relevant is that you're Brian. I mean, titles in One Piece are really important. Well, I think it matters much more that it's actually Kizaru himself than just an admiral. I feel like Luffy just becoming a Yonko can't lose to an admiral because that kind of devalues his where his rank, you know? And titles, believe it or not, are extremely important in One Piece. It's not just like a like some some shit that people just toss around. I um, bet Kizaru could have kicked could have kicked uh Except for Buggy, I guess. Except for Buggy. Buggy, Buggy earned his place. Yeah. Buggy failed upward. Kizaru exactly. probably kick off Kaido's head from his shoulder blades before no. he even got to transform. That is not true. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure Yonko rank above admirals, admirals in strength. Um, you think you think um Kaido and red hair is equal in strength? And Shanks, Kaido and Shanks. Yeah. I mean, Shanks managed to stop Kaido from getting to Marineford, so I guess, yeah. Oh, uh, I guess I always felt like Shanks was a lot stronger. Like Shanks how White Bear was is. a lot stronger than Mom and than Big Mom and Kaido. We know that Shanks' hockey is unmatched just by what we've seen already. Like, we could assume before, but now for sure it's confirmed that his hockey is above everybody we've seen so far except but for that's what i'm Harvey. saying well that's what i'm saying that like even with the admirals 
I think Cesaro is a lot stronger than Aokiji. Um, I'm not so sure about that. Mainly because Kizaru I hasn't really displayed any like hockey prowess. I would say. I feel like out of all the admirals, maybe he might have the weakest hockey compared to everybody else. Just because his his devil fruit is so fucking strong that does he really even need it? Well, I mean. Well, who's to say? I think like admirals are like the Yonko equivalent for the Marines. So I think at least they'd have to stand at the same level as the Marines. That that's what makes like that power balance that they were always talking about equal. Yeah, I'm sure he would have enough. He he'd have like the basic hockey's down, like observation, armament, you know. But I don't think he has Conquerors. He doesn't seem like the type to have it. It's entirely possible that he doesn't. Because he he's very, like... Like, he even called himself, like, a corporate slave. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. not somebody who has Conquerors. That's not something they would say. Yeah, but um, I think he has the will to withstand Conquerors hockey. Yeah, of course. Like, he he's he's strong enough to, like... So it's like almost a moot point, you know what I mean? Yeah, he but he's not but I don't think he has like that kind of like willpower. Mm. Um so I'd say if like I think this fight is gonna result in Luffy beating the life into Kizaru. If that makes any sense. He's gonna beat the human emotion and feelings into Kaido. He's gonna use fist no jutsu. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fuck him up so bad that he's going to start appreciating his morals and values. Because that's because I feel like that's what they're getting at. Because he's already said it like multiple times, like oh I can't I can't ignore my friend or please don't let me keep beating people the people I care about and shit. It's like yo, I just thought about how. The Straw Hats do not have an ex-admiral, uh, an ex-marine uh, uh, member as part of their team. That's actually what some people are saying, is that there's a chance that Kizaru joins the, the Straw Hats. Nothing would make me happier. Mm. And, um, man, he is really unique compared to the rest of the cast. He has a lot of knowledge of things. Mm. There is a chance that he does join. I um, feel like because... joining the Straw Hats is a bit of a leap. But... Maybe he might turn coat and defend Vega Punkin. It's possible. That's more possible. I don't know if he's going to become a pirate, but I want him to pull up to the land of giants with them and have fun. <laughs> he's Ooh, the straw hat. You guys are giants. A... <laughs> right? Ooh, sure look how big you him. are. Him and him and Brooke cracking jokes together. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you what. I... Yeah, I don't know. You know. I don't know. But I feel like it's not out of the question mainly because they are setting up like a bit of a change in Kizaru's character by the end of this arc mainly because of the way that he acts he's acting very like it's like he he's feeling something but he's still acting against how he feels right I like, disagree I mean he's literally saying it like like hey I really don't want to be doing this but I'm doing it anyway kind of thing you know 
It's like he doesn't want to do it, but he'll do it anyway. Luca, can you stop? Yeah, I think that would just like. Yeah, I think he's just. I don't know. I don't know the chances of him actually turning coat. I, I don't. I don't think he will. And I think that's the point. I think that's like what will be Kizaru's downfall in the end is that he is at the end of the day a person who doesn't have aspirations of his own. So mm. yeah, but that's what Luffy's going to change by beating his ass so hard that he well ends up. He wouldn't be much dream. use if Luffy beats the shit out of him. Yeah, but he. What the point is that Luffy beats the shit out of him into becoming a straw hat. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'll be lit. Look, personally, I don't know about that. One. What I think is, what I really think is going to be the case is that we're going to learn just how how sinister um he really is, and I think he's going to kill Vega Park. Hmm. But if that doesn't happen, he's joining the strike. Oh, there's no, there's no in between. There's no they just defeat him no. and leave. No, it's like a ninety percent, ten percent chance. I don't know about he's that. He's definitely going to accomplish some, like, one of his tasks here. I I feel like the 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 only thing that will really happen is that they'll probably get control of the of the mother flame. I don't know. But I feel like outside of that, I don't I don't know if it's really gonna. I think I think they're setting him up to learn what it means to dream. Because he he's. The way that, like, he even destroyed Vegapunk's, like, dream robot, like, the Vega Force One. Like, he, it feels like he just, like, with Luffy, he's going to learn, like, what it really means, you know? Because how often does he fight somebody with, who's that committed to something, you know? Like, Luffy is his polar opposite at the moment. So to, for them to meet, it's more like a like a like this could be like an, an eye opening moment for him, you know? Yeah, but I, I feel like this moment wouldn't be enough for him to be all of a sudden like, oh, I'm going to just betray the Marines. I mean, when else would be a good moment? He's fighting the people that he like he's sent to assassinate the people that he loves, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, but we're just like all learning that now. I feel like that would be just so easy that he's just all of a sudden after being such a good soldier for ever. And with like, this is the only time he's had some kind of, I don't like this, but I have to do it. You know, I, I just don't see it. I don't see him like just turning coat that easy. I mean, hasn't said tomorrow always called him unk. Yeah, but they, yeah. they were on the same side forever, <laughs> you know, like until today they were all on the I, same side. I don't think it's going to happen instantaneously, but I, I'm pretty sure he's going to leave this island a different man. Like, mm. I have a feeling. I have some thoughts. Um, I feel like Luffy's biggest beef with the Marines, aside from him being a pirate, is is that um, Akainu killed Ace, that the Marines executed Ace. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think he has a real issue with the Marines, like he doesn't have anything personal against him. Well, he does kind of have no with Kizaru. Huh? He does have something kind of personal with Kizaru. I, I kind of agree to that, but... But it's not like... Not a, a, it's, like it's against Kizaru. The yeah, same way like it's probably against Akainu. 
or Blackbeard specifically, but not about not against like the government and all of that in general. He's said I don't care about them, but he's never come. He's never like expressed feelings like of 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 contempt against them, like outside of dealing with a specific situation. Like if you ask him about the Marines right now, he'd probably be like, ah, eh, whatever, I don't care, you know. So I wonder. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's how I feel. I think if and, he ever um, sees admirable, if he ever sees admirals, it's on site though. For that him, well, I, know I for think sure. that's more because he says the same thing about the Yonko that he does about uh, about admirals. Is that I have to beat them because they're going to get in my way of the One Piece. So it's not necessarily that yeah. he, he has like a grudge. Except for maybe Akainu. Akainu would probably be the only person he's like, you killed my brother for sure and I hate you. Right. But, but that's like, against, that's per, that's against a person, right? But yeah, when he like sees Kizaru, he's like... general animosity towards the world government and the Marines. Right, yeah. Kizaru was his like first real lesson that like, okay, so I'm not strong enough to perform at this level yet. And that's, I think, as far as it goes. But... I don't think he has any harbors any legit hatred for Kizaru. Mm. So, with that said, I wonder if and when there'll be a catalyst for that. I mean, he has. I don't know. I don't know if that's antithetical to to Luffy's character for him to actually feel like you know what. Aside from the One Piece, there's something else I want to do, which is you know, free all people from the tyranny of the government. You know, well, what I'm there saying? is something he wants to do. We don't know what? what it is yet, but the one piece, like finding the one piece is a means to an end. So the end, really? we don't know. Yeah. He's talked about it before where, you know, like we've always cut away from what Luffy really wants to do. And, but he's always said, Roger wanted. yeah, it's something that Roger has also said. So like, Luffy's, oh. Luffy's real dream lies with whatever happens after he finds the One Piece. Mm. Which we don't know yeah. because we keep cutting away and I, Oda wants to keep that a secret for now. Yeah, after watching the One Piece um, live action, I felt like I was reminded about what, One Piece, what Luffy's supposed to be about. And I don't think it would be, I don't think he has to go through this, this situation of like this, this, I don't think he has to become a revolutionary himself or anything like that, like his dad. Cause I feel like with Nico, I mean, with Robin, him hearing about what they did to her whole island, what they did to those people should have been enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's aside from what's what's happened to the fishmen and and you know, I guess various other like towns they've been across. You know, because a lot were victims of pirates, but many were really victims of, you know, the world government. So I just wonder, I wonder if he's gonna really take on those issues. Yeah, I think he'll just do I think it'll be inadvertent. Like yeah, right. Like indirectly. Yeah, what he wants is ostensibly what the what is good for the world. Right. Like what he wants That's will inevitably I'm... benefit everyone else. 
I feel like what is what, what he wants, like what what he keeps cutting away from, is just saying that I want to be able to eat with everybody or something like that. Have yeah, a, a big party across the whole a big world. giant world with party. My, like, like with all the riches, I'll be able to throw the biggest party for every single person on the planet. You know mm-hmm. that I've met, which is also like a, you know, kind of a well, you know, everyone would be able to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody gets to eat. Right, so nobody oppressed. Can't have a party if you're oppressed. That's true. Unless you want to have a whack party. <laughs> Nobody wants an oppression party. Mm-mm. Well, I, uh, I I have a couple thoughts, I guess, on the chapter unrelated to all this stuff. Um, one thing I do appreciate is that they start off with Snake Man, that Luffy's not immediately going into Gear 5 all the time. I guess, but yeah. It's I know it makes sense. I know it totally makes sense for Luffy to immediately go Gear 5. But, I, but you know, like that's just like such a thing with transformations in general that like so many go by the wayside because the stronger form will always be the default. But it's nice to see, like, because Snake Man and Gear 4 and... Second gear second all all have cool like fun designs and and quirks about them that I don't want to see exactly go away. But a lot of people are pissed that he doesn't that he isn't using advanced conquer Zaki yet. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping he was gonna punch right through. I think that's what he's gonna learn on Elbaf. What? Adv- like that advanced conquer Zaki. Didn't he, oh, he, he's about... he he's has the capacity to do it, but like to summon it at will. I feel like he's gonna learn oh, that from you Shanks. Like how Shanks can do it? I think he's gonna learn that directly from Shanks on Elbaf. I think Shanks is gonna be. Oh in. my god! Because Shanks, no, Shanks is leaving Elbaf. Well, actually, he's he only left to fight Kid. He wasn't planning on leaving just yet. So it's entirely possible that we that Shanks is no, the antagonist. Kid, remember the kid was crying saying that he wants to go be a pirate, and he was like, you know, we're going like because he was leaving. He was leaving soon. Was I don't really think he was leaving right that minute. He only left that bar because Kid was showing up. He was drinking oh. at the bar. Oh, okay. That kid is supposed to be like kind of a reflection of Lu- like Luffy would do the same thing to him. Yo, how did Dory and Broggy get over there? That's they a good walked. question. Did they walk? Yeah, that's that's gonna I be cool. They were in the East Blue, right? Yeah, they were. They were not in the East Blue. They were on. No, you're right. They were one of the, the few, first few islands of the Grand Line. They were probably the second island of the Grand Line. Mm. Does Luffy still have the highest bounty in the East Blue? Roger. Yeah, I mean, outside of Roger. Roger's from the East Blue. Yeah, yeah. He was born Rogue in Rogue Town. Town. That's why they executed him there. He was born in Rogue Town. Yeah, yeah. He was born and executed there. Wow. When? <laughs> when? when he was born. Um. But yeah, that's 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 a note, I guess. Frankie, they had Frankie stressed out. Yeah, over the ship. I was happy that he cared about the ship still. 
No, about everything. He's like, oh shit, the robot's destroyed. Oh shit, Bonnie Yo, just got knocked into him. next week. He's trying to shoot a blast. He's trying to shoot a blast at Kizaru. I was like, no, Frankie, you're about to get work. No. <laughs> yeah, Frankie, no, please. You must no, remember. Frankie, you're currently undefeated in the new world. You gotta continue. Yeah, right. Come on, come on, no. <laughs> Don't easy mode my nigga Frankie, please. He's gonna shoot him with a laser, which is something Kizaru is just made of. Right. I hope he was gonna shoot cola at him. Maybe that <laughs> would make Kizaru really upset. You made me solid with this cola. I'm all sticky. Ew. You know what I'm saying? But okay. how does his clothes materialize with the light? It's one piece. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Wouldn't it be cool if Frankie did something clutch and, and save the day? Dude, like he Trent, like he, what if he turned into that big robot with, uh, himself. Yeah, like he merged with, with Vega Force One. Mm-hmm. That would be sick. And finished like a job and got them out of there and launched and like absorbed Kizaru in his little fucking light bulb or something and launched that nigga. <laughs> yeah, I'd be stoked. I'd be stoked for that. It could still happen. Oda's not going to do that. I mean, he's never, he's, he's usually really, really good, but he's never that good. Mm. He never gives us exactly what we want. That's true. Sometimes he gives us what, what we didn't know we wanted, yeah. you know, and he's, that's, that's awesome. He's the hero. We that's need, what, not the one we deserved. Or, what was it? The other way around, but I hate that quote anyway. Yeah. I kind of can't fucking stand those Gotham movies now. <laughs> the Dark Knight movies? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, the crazy thing is the movies themselves are fine. It's just a lot of the shit that comes out of it. I just feel like people loved all the wrong things. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. I really only like like the Dark Knight was easily the best the best of all of them. Yeah, when he fled it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, very easily. But the messaging was so weird. Like, what do you mean the the, the hero Gotham deserves the fuck? Another one. I, I don't understand. Gotham deserves a hero that beats the shit out of people. I don't understand. No, no, no. He's saying he's saying that he's not the one. He's the one that they need. But not the one they deserved because Harvey was supposed to be the one they deserved because he was a guy who was making systemic change. But, but because of how fucked up Gotham is right now, and the way the specific way Gotham is fucked up, they need Batman at the moment. I think that actually, if if I'm interpreting it the way I think you're you're trying to interpret it, meaning that like he Batman needs to come in and flush the corruption before well he knows he's not the ultimate answer for gotham but he is stuck being the ultimate answer for gotham because harvey dent is now a criminal himself wouldn't it be wouldn't it be that's not how people interpret it when they say that line and remember that line you can't control over you can't control how people interpret things like you did a lot of work with that quote i'm not gonna lie you did you did a lot of heavy lifting yourself I don't know. I feel like that's... uh, He's the hero Gotham deserves, not the hero Gotham needs. I I, I think it's the opposite. No, yeah, Brian. That's exactly what it is. No, because he is... You had me for a second, Chris. That is exactly what No, that's not what he's saying. Because at the end, the whole movie is about Batman being like, oh, 
Harvey Dent's here. He's actually like changing. Here we get here. He's changing Gotham in a real way. I should back yes, off. And then, and then what? Are the, and then what happens? Oh, when when they try. Then to, when Harvey Dent becomes a criminal. Blows up in your face, so it's not worth doing it. Because no, because even, Harvey Dent even becomes. Good guys get corrupted too, and that's fucking not true. Like that's not true. That's not true. I don't know. I'm <laughs> But that's what he meant. <laughs> Maybe of a fake fucking politician. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a you know it's a mean? movie about a man who dresses up as a bat, Josh. Huh? It's a movie about a man who dresses up as a bat. Yeah, it's but a it's fake still fucking politician, bro. It's still messaging. It's like, what does it leave people with? You know what I'm saying? Well, exactly and, what I said. <laughs> That's the tragedy just, of Gotham is that at the end of the day, like Batman doesn't even want to be the guy, but he it, like there's no other choice at the moment until another choice comes along. Because the Joker Why doesn't he become a lawyer? What Batman? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he has another choice here. Well, he could have studied law. He could have, I guess, but he didn't. Yeah, instead, I'm not going to get into what Batman could and couldn't have did. I don't think that's super relevant, personally. I, I just think it's like look Batman's at the movie. Fascist. We all know this. <laughs> I wouldn't say all of that. Yeah, I don't I'm think he's kidding, a fascist. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't. I wouldn't go there. I it's a blue beetle. It's fucking too. dumb. Like I did see I, I blue beetle. Know. By the way, oh, we can't talk about that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we're going. Listen, are we still on One Piece? We are still on One Piece. We should probably. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck we got here, God. but yeah, we could save this Batman discussion for a flashback pod. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well. I guess uh we should move onward. Uh. No, I shouldn't use this one. This one. <laughs> my Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia chapter f -f 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 400. Oh, this is 400. Mm -hmm. I never thought we'd get to this chapter. Like, I never thought that number is what we would have hit. Yeah, you were like, this is going to end next week. Yeah. <laughs> like you said ago. that two years ago. <laughs> You said it's over. But here we are. What my hero academia right. chapter 400 beyond limits. Um last we left off with my hero academia, there was a huge battle between uh there's still a huge battle between All Might and All for One and also in the meantime, uh Aoyama is fighting the plant guy uh who as we learned in this one to be fair, he did not kill Fakum, which thank God it seems. Um Yo, we gave him the Mario. Yeah, we did give him the Mario. I wish we had a reverse Mario. We need the one-up thing. Oh, I do have the one-up. Okay. There you go. Nice. So I returned life to Fat Wow, Gun. I didn't... Wow. I haven't heard that one in a long-ass time. Well, like, people keep dying American and not comics. coming back to life. <laughs> yeah, what is this? American comics? You know what? Now, now, now that we have this power, we can liberally give everybody the Mario death sound effect. And then take it back yeah. with the one up. And take it back. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> if they turn out to be alive. <laughs> Just uh, little innovations here at the show. But anyway. Imagine if Denji was in My Hero Academia. Just something to think about. We don't got to talk about it. Wait, what? Hmm? What'd you say? I said, imagine if Denji was in My Hero Academia. Just something we could think about. We don't have to talk about it. He is. 
He's not. He is. He showed up in a panel. In in D and D, he is. No, like up. actually, what? like he actually he showed was? up in a panel. No, he's right, Josh. Denji is drawn in somewhere in a big hero shot. If you look real close. And he's one of the heroes, or he's just there. He's one of the heroes. He's one of the heroes. Yeah, he's actually. Holy shit! It's like an Easter egg. I thought I was joking, but. No, it's an Easter egg. I remember that. <laughs> I remember seeing that and being well, like, "That's very funny." How come y'all didn't say anything to me about this? <laughs> we did. did I'm we sure we mentioned it when the when the. I don't, think we, were watching, right I don't think we were reading Chainsaw Man when that when that was. That's right. no way. We were always reading Chainsaw Man. No, we weren't. No, not always. Not for, we started with like. Chapter fifty something of Chainsaw Man. Hold on, let me Damn, see. It. Damn it! You're right. I remember I had to catch up to the Reze part. Chapter mm. two fifty nine of Chainsaw of, of uh, My Hero. Where wow, really? That far back? Oof! Damn, that was what like eight years ago. I don't know about eight, but probably like closer to four or five. Oh, this was like the beginning of the raid. What raid? The oh. beginning of the raid like the on the first hospital. war. Yeah, that was a while ago. When they caught when they captured Slip and Slide. <laughs> <laughs> the most important life-changing moment in all of my hero. I forgot when about they slip and slide. slide and go. What was it? Slip oh, slide and, slide and go. Slide and no, go. it's slide and go. Slide and go. <laughs> they captured slide and go, or he was a They hero? captured him because he was a traitor. He was like on the uh Oh yeah. Yeah, Death Arms grabbed him, wrapped his arm around slide his shoulder and, go. and says, I love you. Anyway. I'm a dead. Remember he pulled Yeah, all right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he pulled up to the shit to during the villain arc to Shigaraki and the crew, and they was like, they thought he was about to fight. And he was like, nah, they're expecting you. No, I'm just here to bring like, you to them. They'll do stuff to you. <laughs> they'll do stuff. I'm just gonna look like a superhero. Yeah. I'm just gonna have a giant chin. And slide and go. Slide and go. That's a what fun a power to have. What? Well, yeah. You're basically a human right? healy. You know what I mean? Oh, he turns into a wheel? Like, your your ability is basically what a healy can do. That's actually true. Oh, I thought he could run really fast. No, no, he just thing. slides on the ground. That's fucking sick. <laughs> Ida could eat his fucking heart out. It's better than walking, I'll tell you what. If I could just... if I, if Oh, I, yeah. If my quirk was Healy, I'd be pretty happy about that. Healy without the wheel. You know what I mean? So you're just like Fuck driving. I don't need I won't do anything ever again. <laughs> I'm I'm healing everywhere I go. I'm sliding and going wherever I go. Slide and go. Alright, anyway. Um This my hero academia chapter four hundred. Uh Plantman was destroyed by Aoyama in conjunction with Hagakure's power. Um, and we open this chapter with Hagakure naked. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, in parentheses, yeah, naked. Uh, and she notices that she is visible now because of uh, Aoyama's abilities. And she's like, oh, look away. Um, and she runs away because, you know, for most of the series, she is naked because her ability is invisibility. She only wears gloves. So, Which, if you think about it, that's, like, incredibly unsanitary. Unbelievably so. 
She also has invisibility clothes too. What? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like they made a whole thing for, uh, for this guy's uh, for um, what's his face, uh, Lamillion's ability. They they suited his clothes for his power. Yeah, what is it? It's threaded out of his hair. Yeah, it's threaded out of his hair. Why couldn't they do the same for Hagakure? That's crazy. Because they, they had to find her hair. They can't see her hair. Just like she could, she knows where her hair is. She could cut off a piece of her hair. Yeah, but how are they gonna make the suit if they can't see it? She can put it down wherever, or they can use refract like light, like this guy did. Yeah, but they didn't know that was like a thing until now. That's terrible. They could figure out. They they they're science people. They'll figure it out. Listen, they wanted like a like a like a hundred to one chance that they'll see invisible boobs. Okay, that's fair. I guess that's fair. Hey, Brian, <laughs> they, you make a good they argument. Ran the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they ran the numbers, and there was a one in a hundred chance, one in a thousand chance that they see boobs. Hmm. Well. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. Um. Anyway, so, you know, she's just like, oh, my God, my quirk has never caused this before. And then she remembers to that one time it actually did. Um, so, you know, she basically thinks she turns up to Aoyama and tells him that, like, hey, your quirk went and evolved. So, you know, uh, Aoyama says to never mind about that. They've got to burn away the plants to save their allies. We see Fatgum is, I guess, still alive. So good for him. Uh, <laughs> happy about that. And, um, yeah, Aoyama's like, we got to save these guys. Hagakure, you could use your ability to uh, adjust the strength of my light to burn the roots that dig deep into their flesh. And she's like, is your tummy up for it? And he's like, this will be my last day as a student of UA. So, yes, whatever it may take. Um, meanwhile, All Might is shooting off a similar ability, uh, uh, a laser inspired by Aoyama's laser uh at all might um so he, he he he's like just pulling down the the thunder on him uh that thing is still automatically firing down on all might and meanwhile uh, all might uh all for one sorry and meanwhile all might is on the side just using earphone jack ability which is a sound wave vibration attack to even double the damage even further um so you know uh, All Might explains that he purged the tentacle parts and zipped away with full power thrusters just as the beam was coming down. Um, and he was able to, uh, he, 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 well, he got away and he was able to tank uh, All For One's attack that he did last chapter with uh, the, the suit's tailman ability. So his legs are done. He still took some damage, but. He was he was able to escape. Um, All for one does a tendril counterattack, um, knocking uh, a bunch of All Might's armor off of him, and um, he uses uh, the uh, Yayorozu uh, the morphing uh, armor of Creati, um, uh, coupled with the grape juice um, ability to uh, strike back at uh all for one i guess like sticking him to the ground um and you know he's uh he's yelling at all for one stay just fade away while my euphoria is still overriding the pain in a really cool panel admittedly um yeah 
we see this uh, kid who's watching uh, from somewhere else in the world, I imagine. Um, and she, he's asking, I guess, his grandma about what's going on. And um, she's like, I don't know. All, I don't know much about them heroes. And he's like, what happens if he wins or loses? And she's like, I don't know, man. That shit's going on so far away from me. I, whoever wins doesn't have much to do with us. And I'm like, is that what you think? <laughs> They're literally like warring with each other. You don't think that's going to extend to you? Um, but this kid is very invested in watching uh, All Might fight. He has no idea. Yeah, he has <laughs> he has no idea. Um, but yeah, All Might retreats and he looks down to where all for one is to see that there that he is now a child at this point a, a wee lad baby as, <laughs> a baby baby <laughs> baby all right just, i got it on my system baby and the baby's glowing right b-e-h you know what brian i it's funny you mentioned that because i it gave me a thought as well i don't know if you came to the same conclusion yeah same um, but which is what Okay, if you remember way back in the very first chapter of My Hero Academia, Brian does. When they explain the very first person to get a quirk, it -hmm. was a baby with bioluminescence. Oh, yeah. Guess who's glowing? Your boy. Was he the first? Is he the number one person? He maybe I think that's the that's ground zero for quirks. It, I think it, that's the implication. Here. Yeah, I think even the, all my like is like, why the fuck is he glowing? And it's funny, the younger he gets, you know, he is glowing. And the that baby was he was a baby and it makes sense. <laughs> I think that's what Horikoshi is trying to tell us is that all for one may have been the very first person to ever get a quirk. What does that mean? <laughs> Oh my god. I have no idea what that means. I imagine we'll get a, a, an idea of what that means in, in, in the It could just be a Easter egg. It could it could be it could be everything, bro. Hey, we I still mean, it could mean that he's like the grandfather of all quirks. Which means that everybody is in some way connected to to one for all. Oh my god. Ew, he's everyone's fucking grandfather. Are you serious? <laughs> that would probably come. That would wait a second. That would he's his own sense. grandfather. No, think about it because then that like it would explain what? why his body is the only one that could withstand another like another quirk, right? I because thought he was everybody else, another grandfather, everybody else <laughs> who, who has obtained a quirk from all, all for one or whatever his name is, uh, like they're. The quirk affects them in a negative way, right? Um, At least that's what it seems like. I don't know. I feel like uh, I guess it depends on the person because, well, the worst case is uh, Gigantomachia, who's had like probably the most quirks stuffed into him. Yeah, um, he's not even human anymore. He's but, like, you know, I feel like All Might's, uh, All for One's given people multiple quirks before. And they've been okay. Um, I'm trying to remember an example, but I'm sure it's happened where... Oh, Sniper Lady? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lady Nagant. I guess that makes sense. Never mind then. And she was fine. But um, 
so you know maybe it's a case by case thing but i think that's definitely like the idea that we're supposed to glean because all my brings specific attention to the fact that he's glowing so i feel like that's gonna be a thing and the most reasonable or like the the first thing i thought of the first connection i thought of was that first chapter where he was like there's a baby it's glowing and it was the first quirk that's so i just i i guess you know what i thought about it i I thought that because when it's like the time the the aries time thing it's like uh it it has that that energy radiating off of him right as he gets younger and younger Mm -hmm. so like yeah, as time gets reversed, so maybe like time is reversing so much that I just thought that that was like you know the the effects of the reverse time. Yeah, I and I feel like if we don't get a specific answer towards the bioluminescence or or him being the first person with the quirk, I think it's safe to assume that it's more so that it's the hyper extended effects of it. It's, it's about to literally turn into a fetus. For sure. I mean, look, here's a couple of things I will say. It could be completely uh, coincidental. Um, but that being said, they said that it was a bioluminescent baby. That doesn't mean that they explain what the quirk was specifically. They just knew that the very first person to have a quirk glowed like that when they were a baby. And that's like where the connection is being drawn. I see. Oh, so it wasn't specifically. Yeah, it wasn't like this baby's quirk is bioluminescence. It was this baby, the the very first time a quirk manifested, it was a glowing baby. I see. This is, that's really interesting. Yeah. But anyway. And then other people started popping up with quirks and he got so jealous and mad. Yeah, he got upset. What the fuck is my whole thing? I got a glow, and that's it? That's all I got? I want the Monopoly on quirks. Me. Glow, baby. A glow, baby. Um, But in any case, uh, yeah. Uh, all, my, all for one is a baby now, and he is glowing. And um, he's basically... He's like, He's like, as I said, tools can't super- surpass oh, their own limits. Are you forgetting to smile, dear friend? As I guess he's healing. <laughs> he's got these gross, like, things coming out of his arm or something. It looks like he's trying to create something. Yeah, some looks like That's a weird tentacle nice. coming out of his shoulder. It's gross. Uh, <laughs> but then he is suddenly the stopped. The moment that Brian has been waiting for. Oh, for my God. Brian could not wait life. for this. Um, he suddenly stops in his tracks. Um, and, uh, all you hear is like someone in the background saying all bleed red as all might shoots towards, um, all, all for one. Uh, and we see a man on a hoverboard and it looks like, uh, he has this rock and he licks this rock and it is stain stains here. And he licks the rock that has, I guess, all for one's blood. And he says, now conquer him all for all might with, oh, that was the gross tongue, bro. Um, yeah. Oh man. You think he has poison in his blood? Just by virtue of him being evil. God. Yeah. Well, so he's not I hope he's okay, man. Wait. Oh no, you're misunderstanding me, bro. Oh, you mean all for one or whatever. His name yeah. Is? His blood. 
I hope I hope that this guy doesn't die now because of that. Well, Imagine he gets mega AIDS. <laughs> you fool, you've ultimate activated AIDS. my trap card. <laughs> ah, you fell for my ultimate quirk. Mega AIDS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how I this is how I got rid of most of the regular population. <laughs> I've given I've so, tricked them into consuming my blood and giving them mega AIDS. I had sex with everyone. <laughs> I had enough time to do it, it seems. <laughs> I, had enough I am everyone's yeah. grandfather. All for one. Yes, yes. It all comes back. Yeah, full circle. Uh, <laughs> Mega Ace. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's where the chapter ends. A two-page spread of all of uh, uh, stain licking a rock. Um, Josh, what did you think about greasy. My Hero Academia chapter four hundred? Greasy, greasy RGC. What a yeah, RGC. RGC of them all. RGC as well. He said, lick, lick. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is my RGC also. Yo! Oh, shit. Wow. Unified really good chapter. How long has it been for my hero? Unified RGC. The three things? Unified RGC. Not the three things. I know there's no way it was the four things. Ain't no way. I'm checking now. Um. Nope. Mm, okay. No piece. Was it one piece? No. Okay, so I could draw a line through it. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, aside from that, so the crazy thing is, I'm going to talk about the thing I like the least about the chapter first, and then I'll just say other things. So, um, was it his gross tongue? I don't care for stain. I don't care for stain, man. And because he should have been had his moment, this ain't it. This isn't it. He deserved more. Brian knows that he deserved more. And I said it, I was being so sarcastic and so facetious at the same time um, when saying that this was Brian's moment of happiness. Because I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't. I know deep down inside, Brian felt like, man, if only during the Dirty Deku saga, we got more stories and also Stain was one of those. But I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Dude, I still stand by it. I still stand by it. I know. I feel like we should have gotten a stain All Might arc in uh, Tartarus. That would have been so fucking fire, bro. It would have been so fucking good. Too bad Horikoshi really needed Deku to be dirty and fast. (laughs) It would have happened before that, though. Exactly. Like, that would have been so He needed him to be dirty very fast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like a little, like a horror. Like imagine if they did like a, a little horror arc to show just how powerless bad. people without quirks are against people with quirks. It would have been so fucking fire. I mean, I feel like I know that already, but yeah, but yeah, I think I think I think it would have been lit nonetheless. It would have been like a great arc for that, but damn. Anything more? Anything more? Honestly. Um, but you know, so, uh, so yeah, I, you know, I was like, all right, Stain, cool. It was cool. It was cool to see Stan. It was bittersweet. 
clothing the less, but man, like all my, I'm starting to think like, like in the beginning of the series, we've seen all might fight a few times. One of the best fights from the whole series was him against that Nomo in the beginning. Yeah. It's the most iconic right? all might moment yeah. for sure. He sent that nigga like Kumadori got sent, man. I'll never forget that. Um, but with that said, like we ain't really like this, like like I feel like we really getting to see all my fight. And even though it's not his just his pure strength, like we're seeing his smarts and his like and his his swag, like, you know, this is this is a fun fight to watch. Like he's really catching awful one slipping and and not just because of his whatever tools he's using but he's manipulating him when he was like when he called him a fucking moron for not hit, aiming for the head i was like yeah like i re- like horikoshi that's that's good writing because like all right yeah he's doing that kind of annoying thing that new manga artists do where they cover their steps retro like like literally like as they go so you like it's like hey don't worry about the loopholes i just explained it away but i i just it makes it makes so much sense that he was like, yeah, he he was so focused on wanting to see my face like like suffer or, or you know what I'm saying, like the smile up that he didn't even imagine blowing my face away. I mean, that would have ended this whole conflict. Like he's completely under. Like he could have he could have flew away at any point when he's just like, you know what, this is wasting too much time. I know how to really win. He's all my guy him beat. You know. And I guarantee you what's going to happen is, like, he's going to be a fucking infant, a little baby, and then Shigaraki's going to come and hold him and says, oh, little <laughs> All Might. I mean, little awful one. Little awful one. And it's funny. It's just as I said that Coco jumps into my lap and into my arms. She's the <laughs> awful one. You still on my shit, though, Kat. I wonder if think I, I don't know. Her. You think I don't know? Well, anyway, oh my God, um, I feel like I might have more thoughts, but they'll come out probably as you guys talk. So, Brian, what's your thoughts? I've been waiting for so long for this stain <laughs> to pay off. For stain <laughs> to pay off in this in, in this series. I'm and sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> it was so. It was. It was. This was really well done. Like the absence <laughs> of stain was really upsetting. But I feel like the absence of stain was worth the wait for this moment. Um, I feel like this was such a fucking great timing for him to reintroduce stain into the series again. Uh, and it feels appropriate. Like stain feels like the kind of person who would wait for the perfect opportunity to come out and do his thing, right? And he waited for the exact most opportune moment to come out and take care of fucking business. It was so fucking good. Um, This whole fight as a whole is so fucking good too. It just keeps adding like the, the fact that we had so like little all might in this uh, state, like in this, in a fighting state makes me realize just how much we were missing out. Cause all might is, such an entertaining fucking character to to watch in action, you know? And we kind of forgot about that. He hasn't been in action like this since the his second fight with with uh all for one. Like we've completely forgot what the best of the best looked like 
and even without yeah. a quirk he is showing why he earned those stripes why he was the best of the best for so many fucking years it was it, it was it's just incredible um, and the cheese smile yo yeah and the smile and all that i just i just love that i just love everything that he's been doing right now um and it it really does feel like the old guard fighting and then they're setting up the fight between the new guard like both of these guys are gonna go down after this fight like 100 percent. and in doing so they're gonna be passing the torch to the the next two that are fighting at the moment like all might's vestige is going to go into deku and all for one's full access to his power is going to go over to uh shigaraki so we're gonna see like we think this fight is fucking crazy deku versus shigaraki is gonna take this to the next fucking level it's gonna be insanity and honestly like you know maybe it's because you know we i haven't reread the series or um it's been a while since we've like thought about how fast the series is going since he's showing so much love to this fight um but it feels like it kind of regained its balance again a little bit like this doesn't feel like a series that's gonna end uh in a few months anymore you know this this feels like it's gonna be going for a bit and we're gonna get um a good payoff to a lot of the store like a lot of the like direct story when it comes to uh deku and shigaraki and all might and all for one like uh, when it comes to specifically those guys i feel like we're we're set we're good to have something really great be shown here like the art you know is going to be amazing and it feels like he like he's going over the storylines that he actually cares about so i'm i'm really interested to see how it goes obviously it could have gone differently there could have been more but right now i'm happy with what we have at the moment like what we're seeing at this current moment you know and this arc uh, this chapter like shows like his best work um horikoshi can can he man when he is invested you can feel it in the chapter um but yeah those are my thoughts um yeah i mean agreed this is a really great chapter um the artwork is superb um you know the whole like fight i'm trying to like think of anything i can say different but um all uh this guy's tongue looks appropriately gross um yeah, every everything's paying off here, and I feel like you know this is one of the things that he's wanted to do, um, and he is giving the appropriate time for. There are definitely points where you can feel like Horikoshi was sometimes is just trying to like get through a certain plot point, but this is not one of those times for sure. Um, it's something he's been building towards since the beginning, and um, yeah, it's fantastic overall. Um, I don't have any more to add outside of that, but it's uh. This last stretch of chapters has been really, really good for My Hero Academia. So very, very excited to see what happens next. It's not on break either, so it'll be back next week. Um, looking forward to what happens next. Um, but yeah, do we have any rebuttals? Anything else to, to add before we move onward? 
Nopers. Alrighty then. Let's proceed. And film a picnic in the car with me so I can't chat. Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man Chapter 142, Denji Fan Club. Um, we open this chapter uh, in this amusement park, it seems. Uh, Arlong Park. Arlong Park. <laughs> uh, Denji seems to be taking Nayuta out for a fun day at the amusement park. Um, you know, she's uh, being a little kid over there. Very cool. Um, the weird retainer lady from the public safety is also there with Denji. And she asks him, is like, huh, so you didn't join the Chainsaw Man church after all? And he's like, relax, I'm not turning into Chainsaw Man ever again. And she's like, ah, I'm, that's a shame. Turning into Chainsaw Man must feel real good. All the recognition and all of the, you get to uh, experience thrills that us ordinary people can't, can never get a taste of. And Chainsaw Man is like, well, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. Um... And uh, she's like, yeah, I know. I'd rather die than get watched in the bathroom like Chainsaw Man. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm being watched even in the bathroom? And he's like, uh, was I not supposed to tell you that? Never mind. Forget I fucking told you. Oh, my God. And Denji, <laughs> I forgot about this yeah. moment. He says, are you crazy? I jerk off in there. <laughs> uh, and she's like, oh, geez, I've really done it now. I'm going to get in trouble again. Um, So that's pretty crazy. <laughs> and she's like Denji is wild he's just like touching my wiener watching me in the bathroom you're a total stalker and she's <laughs> like who wouldn't want to touch Chainsaw Man's wiener I'm not a stalker I'm your fan I'm dead yeah this is crazy and he's this like girl, yo this girl is hilarious yeah and he's like a fan fat not, not a chance all the women who come on to me hate my guts and she's like well I guess I do hate you a tiny bit because Chainsaw Man didn't save my mom and dad. And uh, she explains that uh, she lived in the town where Chainsaw Man fought Aki as the gun as the gun fiend. Um, and they were among the casualties that they racked up during that fight. Um, this girl managed to survive, but her family, of course, died in, in the rubble. Um, but she's like, oh, you don't need to worry about that, though. I don't see Chainsaw Man as a superhero or god. And when Chainsaw Man turned back into a human, she that she was watching and she saw that he was crying, you know, and she realized that for the first time that the one who's been fighting devils all this time was just a kid. And that's the moment that she made up her mind to save him because she's a huge Denji fan, not a Chainsaw Man, a Denji Senpai fan. Wow. Which is really powerful. You know, this is the first yeah. person to value Denji for Denji. I was blindsided personally. Except for like maybe power, but that's about it. And she's a devil, so. Yeah. But the first human, just straight up human, to value Denji for Denji is probably this girl whose name I can't remember. <laughs> um, but then one of the weapon devils pulls up and he's like, me. I'm a Chainsaw Man fan. And he sits right next to Denji. Uh, the public safety girl is like, whoa. rut -row. Um, And this guy's like, wow. Japan's public safety commission is impressive. It was no walk in the park making, making it out here without getting spotted. 
and uh, Denji asks him what he wants, and he says, it's "Proof of my check it out, proof of my fandom, a Chainsaw Man lighter." Um, and he explains that personally, he wants to see Chainsaw Man fighting. He wants to see them car- carving up devils with his chainsaws and getting covered in gore, suffering, struggling, and getting killed despite you know, returning life and getting back up again. And uh, he warns them that moments from now, there will be a devil attack on this building's first floor. And if he had to guess, the folks down there will be shouting, save us, Chainsaw Man. And we cut over to the food court where it seems that the sword devil, the spear devil, I think this guy is, and the whip devil are all there about to attack these innocent folks. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Chainsaw Man Chapter 142? Yo, it, I can't believe how we I trans, we transitioned from like feeling feeling really nice for what um feeling really good about what uh the public safety officer said about you know said to Denji that was I really did not see that coming the fact that she seen him during that fight and just the fact that it was addressed to Denji you know making him even think about that shit again that was. That was really crazy. This was, this was like one of those moments. Um, just for it to be swiftly interrupted by this guy pulling up, that I'm a chainsaw man, <laughs> and then to see that girl's face, like the way they, the way the author um made her face up close, like with that disgust and shock. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was like perfect. He just does talking that shit, like he. This was this was intimidating, and it's and like yo, it's just the way he draws, uh, like these panels, man. He when he says suffering and struggling and getting killed despite it all, returning to life and getting back up again. The way Denji's just staring at him still as he says that, like, that, that's not moving me, man. Like that, <laughs> like who the fuck are you? It was very realistic, and then he just. And then he just tells him, yeah, so a bunch of people about to die if you don't do something about this. Yeah. This was this is a this was a really interesting chapter. This was my second place, actually. Um I don't know how you guys felt about that. Brian, you had thoughts? Was this your second favorite? Yeah, this is like classic chainsaw man. Like it it's Chainsaw Man is all over the place and not in a bad way. It's just the nature of the series. It feels like um, the most degenerate shit, then also mixing in the most profound, like human thoughts. <laughs> like, it's really odd. Uh, I feel like it's something only Chainsaw Man can do. Um, and this chapter is a great example of that. Cause like the past two have been like, Hey dude, you come on, join us. You can see, you, you can fuck, you can fuck anybody. And then Denji's like, yo, yo, yeah, I want to fuck. And then they're like, nah, psych, actually you need to get married. And he's like, what? I don't want to be tied down to anybody. Fuck you. I'll get pussy somewhere else. Like that's literally what chainsaw man has been for the past, like two to three <laughs> chapters. And now we're getting into like, like uh, existential fucking crises and who, who am I really and what do I really want? It's really fucking weird. You won't find this in any other shonen manga. 
And um, honestly, it, he does it better than anybody could possibly do. So I really, really fucking love the way that he executed that he executes this kind of stuff. It's like a good balance, um, considering how off balance it makes people feel when they read it. Um, but those are my thoughts. Yeah, I, I think there's something to what Brian says. And I think like Chainsaw Man in particular has just like such a perfect um, relationship between the text and the subtext. Because Chainsaw Man has always been about what you were talking about, Brian. It's just <laughs> it's just so absurd and so kind of trivial what Denji wants that you don't really see it as that, like on the surface. But really Denji's whole like... Sh- struggle is existential you know going from someone who had nothing to someone who has the bare minimum to someone who is now aspiring for more and all of that is just cloaked under these like these base desires like food and sex so it's still kind of the same it's still that existential crisis it's just you know you can just plug in whatever you want into that and you can identify with what denji is going through I think, like, one of the funniest... I think Chainsaw Man's really good at this, like, meta-narrative that they're doing. I feel like Fujimoto has, like, played with this in these... in the one-shots that he made in between Chainsaw Man parts one and two, where he's very cognizant or very interested in examining, like, how... what how his work is valued by us as, as the audience. Um... Because we see like these devils are like, I, I'm wondering sometimes if like the, what he's saying here about wanting to see Chainsaw Man fighting and wanting, and the public safety's uh, calls for him to be more responsible or, you know, not even use his abilities at all is basically like the two like sides of what people like of the series in general, whether like where one side would is just like really about the surface of just really liking Denji chains, chainsaw manning up and like causing a lot of destruction or the people who are just like, he's a hero and you know, he should be using his powers for good where all Denji wants is to just be kind of a well-appreciated guy, you know, like he wants to, he wants to be famous, but not for any altruistic reason or, for any negative reason. He just wants to approve his general quality of life. But he has these two camps that expect stuff from him that he is grappling with, essentially. When neither of them really represent what he wants. Now I'm wondering if both of these sides are just like two versions of the audience for Chainsaw Man in general. But... That's neither here nor there. I think that's like just an interesting thought. Yeah, that is an interesting thought. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how it's going to go down next week. These are weapon devils, so they're like not weak at all. So No, they're about to kill a lot of people. That's There's one thing we know for sure is that regular people will die. Yeah. Because even good, even, even special characters die too. Yeah. It's uh, it's not looking good. <laughs> but if you had to guess which one of the weapon devils is gonna die, which one? 
<sighs> Might as well I mean, they're not going to die. Unless Denji eats them. He has to eat them. Like, these guys are kind of, yeah, like, that's the only way they'll, like, be gone forever, right? Actually, I think, like, the wep. well, I think I explained this last time, but the weapon devils are an exception. Oh, so they'll just keep coming back? Yeah, for whatever reason, they keep coming back. Even though Denji, well, not Denji, but Chainsaw Man has eaten them in hell. Well... So yeah, these guys are sticking around. Yeah, these guys, they they haven't had their names eradicated despite being eaten. Probably because weapons are always prevalent. Yeah, no, that's a... Like, some people will always be scared of a gun and a, and a sword and a knife. No, that's, uh, that's a real possibility. Um... But yeah, that's that's all I really had uh, on Chainsaw Man in general. I do think that, like, we touched on this when we were doing the recap, but... Uh, this i'm trying to remember if there's anybody who kind of like appreciated denji for just being himself or not appreciated but like saw through denji for just being himself outside of this girl you know what i mean that weren't power or aki um, reze was one well reze wasn't reze was like a denji. spy so she was just doing what but she genuinely ended up like I guess what I'm, well, you know, I guess like I'm talking about kind of without any drama at all. Cause, you know, Power and Aki took some warming up to Denji. So yeah. I think this is the first person to just like see, like consider Denji first uh, and not Chainsaw Man. Yeah, this is probably a first. Yeah, but I don't know. I think that's why we were so shocked. And to come from her too, who just touched his wiener and let and, you know and let him get jumped on <laughs> in the same day. Yeah. <laughs> that's a crazy day. Big day. Um but yeah, that's that's really all I got for Chainsaw Man. Um any final thoughts? Nope. All righty. With that being said, let's move onward. Uh, 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 undead unluck. Uh, with this, I'm going to pass it over to Joush. What up, undead unluck number 175? Rip. Rip. Yeah. Oh, how many picks did uh your boy throw? Three. Who's who's your boy? Mac Jones. I don't know. No, not Mac Jones. Uh, fucking the Jets quarterback. Wilson. Yeah. He's not my boy. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh huh. He threw three what? Picks. Oh yes, that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> last week went off. <laughs> Yeah, three of them things. Um, last week, and then did unlock. Uh, we pulled up to Rip's hospital where he's a doctor extraordinaire, healing all the kids and patients. And he's a super science guy. You know, he doesn't believe in Latla's uh, story. You know, a future 
site. He just believes in his own medical expertise. And um, he's just as he was about to propose to the girl of his dreams was also terminally ill. Um, she starts bleeding from the mouth and everyone at the hospital gets sick. And it's because of an Uma, which Fugo pulls up out of nowhere to tell Rip. Um, so, yeah, we continue there. And Rip is sweating profusely. Like someone just dumped a bucket of water on this nigga's head. But the love <laughs> of his life is dying. And he has no idea what to do right now. Um, and then, meanwhile, he has this girl telling him that the cause of, of of the love of your life sickness is this thing called an Uma, and you must use your unrepairability to defeat it and heal everyone. He, she might as well have been speaking Chinese to this nigga um, <laughs> because he, he, he about faces and rushes her the complete opposite direction. That actually kind of made me laugh when the first time I read it. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, like oh, get the fuck out of the way, psycho. <laughs> the fuck are you yeah, talking I... about? Get out of my way. The move. <laughs> psycho babble bullshit. What the fuck are you talking about? What did he you say like, to me? What the hell is a UMA? To be fair, Fuko did not do him any favors. <laughs> no, she just gave it to him straight up. <laughs> no context. Nothing. <laughs> she just said she just blocked his path to his fiance in dire need of medical attention and said a monster is the cause of this. BT dubs, you gotta <laughs> weigh these metal legs. BT dubs, chop off your legs and use these. Let's stop. That's crazy. <laughs> um she's like rip. This girl is. He's like, bitch. Your sister's dying. Shut the fuck up. Damn, these are actually the two funniest pages of the week, to be yeah. honest. Uh, yeah. These are funnier than I remember. I guess I was like swept up in the moment, but these are actually it very, very dramatic. funny. But yeah, because if we put ourselves in Rip's shoes, it's like, yeah, like what are you talking about? Get the like, fuck move. out of my way. I have to move now. Do you not understand the situation? Everyone's going to say, so he starts performing surgery, raw dog, no lube, essentially. <laughs> and he's just so nice. He's just so He's nice with it. Do. He's so good. And then like this, and then the girl starts talking from the fucking grave. His 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 fiance. She's like, Rip, help the others. I'll be fine. Her her eyeballs are gone already. You her eyeballs? She said they're they're closed. Yeah. You're not well, gone. Oh. She looks like uh, Manica from Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> don't do not do any favors. Don't ask her for no favors. Anyway, she's like, uh, when you're here, you're not my lover or my personal hero. Rip, you're everyone's hero. And he's like, all right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Let me go save everyone. Yo, so the saddest thing ever happens. So Rip pulls up to this kid who's, you know, feeling really bad. And he goes and smiles at her and says, hey, Emily's still kicking. And she starts crying and, so, and says how she's so sorry. 
and then how um, that she's a bad girl and I, um, you know, she couldn't, she said she couldn't eat food, but she still took the candy and that she was a bad girl. So God got angry and punished her. Jesus Christ, kid. Yeah. I mean, shit. That's, that's a pretty logical conclusion to come to. <laughs> but. What is um, she, a Catholic? <laughs> Who, her? Yeah. I know from Catholicism, most of it is just feeling bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I fucked up. God's mad at me and is actively punishing me by killing me. I deserve this. <laughs> like all the peasants that deserve poverty. Yeah. You must repent for your sins from your past life. That is why you're poor now. Because you were an asshole before. I don't think that's Catholicism. But it oh. could be something else. I'm adding my own head scan in. Hmm. Now, that's what they said to the poor people in Europe back then, bro. Really? It was their fault poor. Yeah. Damn, who were they? Celestial dragons? Yes, literally. They were kings. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's funny. That's a real celestial dragon line. No, yeah, truly. Truly. So, whatever. The rip is like, look, um, all y'all are trying your hardest um, to make do with the painful homework we've been giving you, which is why if there's a God who'd make such good kids suffer, I fillet that jerk up good. I like that one. Favorite panel this week. Um, after all, they call me a hero. So yeah, Street Dreams little one. Nick, so he stabilizes the little girl. He's like, all right, bet. Let's get started. So he goes into this. He goes to start uh, helping out the rest of the people. Uh, we cut to Fugo and Latla. It's just like Latla's like, oh my god, like what the fuck is going on to the hospital? Like, why is everyone sick? Like, this is all from the Uma. Fugo's like, yes, get with the program. We're looking for it right now. Yes, is- it's my spooky monster I've been trying to tell you guys about. Yeah, it's real deals. So check this out. So she she tracks down where where like the Uma's children apparently are supposed to be. And like they can't see it, it's invisible. But Fugo fucking senses it with her key and jumps in and kicks it right in his fucking jaw. And it looks like a an amoeba germ. Pretty crazy. Um, it reminds me of something. Hmm. Oh, Hunter x Hunter. Uh, somebody's a uh, Nen Beast. Mm. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Random, right? So anyway, Fugo kicks the, the, the Uma, not the Nen Beast. And that shit splits in two and starts running away. And she's like, oh, damn, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't just fucking destroy it with my bare hands. All right, whatever. Let me try to capture them. So uh, we come over to Rip, and they're like, yo, you're amazing. Like, I thought this punk-ass brat wasn't about nothing, but he really showed out, made made me feel like less than of a doctor. I should go retire. Um, But anyway, they started saying that, oh, that's why they call him Prince Depay. This patience. What? I feel like that's is that supposed to be French? Yeah, the Prince de Patience. I don't know why what they keep that doing mean? that. Prince of the Patience. Yeah, I guess Prince of the Patience. This guy has a fucking hard on for you. 
European culture. Anyway. All of a sudden, I'm going to be speaking French. Yeah, we got to He's like, catch up, guys. Catch the fuck up. Get with it. So that's how I feel anyway. But anyway, um, you know, even though they're all talking about how like he basically helped stabilize everyone, rips in his head, thinking about like, damn, like my fiance called me a hero, but I haven't even fucking saved nobody. Like all I did was stabilize them and if they get sick again, it's over. Like there ain't no second chance. And then Foucault pulls up and she's like, you are absolutely right. And guess what? It's even worse because <laughs> of these little motherfuckers, right? So he's looking at these. So, you know, she's showing him the Umas in the bag. And she's trying to break down that, like, these are the children Uma. And, uh, like, basically the mother Uma is still around. And she's going to send out more children soon or, or whatever. And once she gets stronger, people, you know, more people are going to get sick. Actually, this Uma could could destroy the entire world. Like, they say it starts at hospitals and it could spread to continents. So this is a pretty big deal, guys. Mm-hmm. Such a big deal that Brian might be even interested. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know who's... Re- Look, you know who's really interested, though? Rick, because he pulls up to Foucault and he's like, yo... There's a way to save everyone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bet, I'll believe all of that, all of that Uma bullshit. That's fine. <laughs> Tell me how. Like, uh, just, well, he says a really cool line. He says, nothing in this world takes precedence over life. Nothing. 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 And uh, to be continued. And we're getting a new chapter in, I'll let you guys know in a second. <laughs> In, in Un, next undead week, doesn't, yes. yeah, undead doesn't take any bricks. <laughs> he's the goat. Yeah, this is the next One Piece, <laughs> and he's the One Piece. I don't know if it'll go that far, but <laughs> this man does not take bricks. Um, wait, are you done with the recap? Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, wow, wow, what a chapter! I appreciate it a lot more talking about it because of that first few pages um but yeah this was uh this is really cool in establishing um rip uh as as a kinder soul than initially what we see him but it's still kind of like got that bad boy got that bad boy mm-hmm. vibe with him um but yeah this is a interesting like build up to like now we're getting into more of the second act of this arc um, I'm excited to see how Foucault u- plans to use unrepair uh, to fix this fucking uh, sickness uh, UMA. So overall, pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Foucault was able to finally give the full context for what this is, um, seeing as how she came off so crazy before. But um, yeah, about these metal legs... <laughs> yeah, she just pulled up like no context. It's so crazy, and she does that a lot. She just expects people to be she down with it. Yeah, she needs to be careful because Rip just touched. Oh, he touched her, not with his bare hands. He had gloves on. Well, he touched her shirt. She's real close, man. Hmm. 
It's real close. Yeah, I mean, it, it is close, but I think it's like skin-to-skin contact that does it. But anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, Josh, what did you think? Well, this was a fun chapter for me to read. I thought it was really uh, funny how he just kept ignoring Foucault at first. But I'm starting to see Rip as more of a character than he was before. He's not this—he's really not this emo guy anymore. Not yet. Oh, so I like this side. Excuse me. I like the side of him. Um, I, I really like the, how dedicated he is to the patients, no matter what. You know, he doesn't let anything get in the way, whether it's belief systems or magical fairy tales. He'll 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 invest in anything, or you know what I'm saying, in order to help patients out, like his fiance. And I think that's really dope. And I can see exactly how they need unrepaired to kill this uh, Uma because it keeps splitting. So if he could just kill it once, and it won't be able to, you know, the virus will be dead. I wish he could use unrepair on people's cancers. That's probably he could. Oh. I bet he could do that. I can't wait to see how he manifests his unrepairability like further. Like you know how other people have been like evolving, like their abilities. because oh, he his only um applied to like damaging stuff. But I wonder if there's other things he can do. Yeah, it seems like like some people who have come back has had have have had um more uh different ideas with their abilities. Some people have come back with different incarnations of their negations. So it'd be cool to see. But yeah, were those all your all your thoughts? Yeah, pretty. Uh, you know what? I had another thought, but it may, I actually answered it in my own head, which is like, where the hell did the rest of the team? But um, he probably doesn't want to risk them getting sick. So, because Foucault is risking that. Like, and Latla mentioned it. Foucault's a real big show. A what? I said Foucault's a real bitch. Oh. Like she, she's risking getting sick. Cause I was again, I, like I said, I was hoping, I was wondering like where the rest of the team is, but you know they could all get sick and die. So she just took it on alone. But she knows all she really needs is a repair. But she's so confident that his ability is going to manifest and that she could save it. I really wonder how they're going to go to unlocking it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much wraps up my thoughts. All right. Well, then, in that case, that was Undead and Luck, and that has been our show. Wow, we thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Listen to my other podcast, The Shweekly, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Brian is at b.esp on Twitter and Instagram. Josh is at JD Cole. Oh, wait, also. F- Brian streams sometimes at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, Brian, Josh is at JD, uh, sorry. Josh is at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at New Gem City Josh on Twitter. 
hit us up at New Jump City uh, at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email us at NewJumpCityPod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, and we will get to it. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, give us a like, share, comment, all that stuff. Um, all that's, uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, please check us out. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see, we will see you guys next week. Stay safe, New Job Citizens. Peace out.